This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, February 4th, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. Imagine driving an armored truck full of cash, being pulled over by armed gunmen and having it all stolen. Yes, it's all illegal under state law, but police in California, yes, on-duty cops, are the ones doing this. They seem to think they're going to get away with it. Dan Albin is an attorney at the Institute for Justice. He represents a business being victimized by these thefts. We spoke earlier this week. If you explain civil forfeiture to people, the first response is, no, that's not real. Police don't do that. And then you explain it, and to the extent that you have some credible uh, information to provide them, which is in the news on a, on a regular basis, uh, people say that's unconscionable. We need to stop it. Um, and police do not seem deterred. Uh, by this, uh, broadly speaking, uh, and even when you have assurances from the feds that they're not going to be uh, involved in uh, where there are legal markets operating that are federally illegal, they're still involved. So what is going on in California? Well, uh, I think there's a lot of questions about what's going on in in California, but um... What's going on with uh, my clients is they run an armored car business that transports the proceeds from state-licensed and state-legal cannabis dispensaries to financial institutions, banks and credit unions. There's uh, over 700 banks and credit unions that now do business with uh, cannabis businesses. Uh, They follow uh, these FinCEN guidelines and a bunch of anti-money laundering regulations very strictly. And... My client, Imperial Logistics, uh, transports the the cash proceeds from those uh, cannabis businesses to um, you know the national banking system. But what's happened in uh, the past few months is the San Bernardino County Sheriff and others in the federal agencies in California have um, been stopping these vehicles, these uh, armored vehicles, as they're delivering these proceeds to you know, banks and credit unions and seizing the cash proceeds uh, from those vehicles um, in what really is uh, no different from highway robbery. It's just the people doing it are wearing badges. There's a lot just in what you just told me. Uh, One, armored vehicles. Uh, There was a time when uh, legal cannabis producers could, could not use the national banking system. Is that still broadly true or is that changed? It is broadly true. But as I mentioned, there's uh, a little over 700 um, financial institutions in the U.S. that are doing business with cannabis institutions now. Uh, In many cases, it's because there are state laws that permit them to do so legally. And so California is, is one of the states that's passed some um, statutes in recent years that explicitly makes it legal for financial institutions to do business with um, cannabis dispensaries and other cannabis businesses. And so there's a a California statute that specifically says transporting the proceeds of uh, cannabis businesses is legal in the state of California. So that should protect uh, my client and their business. But uh, the feds disagree, and they've essentially enlisted uh, sheriff's deputies in both California and in Kansas to seize the proceeds um, as they're being transported on the highways. When a local sheriff is effectively acting at the behest of a federal law enforcement agency, who are they accountable to? 
Well, uh, that's a great question. They're they're <laughs> they're certainly not uh, accountable to the laws of California because what they're doing is not um, is not in keeping with the laws of California. Everything that uh, my client is doing and everything that the state licensed cannabis businesses are doing are lawful under California law, and so the sheriff is seemingly. Um, basically answering to the feds, which is a, a big problem. You're not supposed to have um, state law enforcement uh, co-opted by the feds. Uh, state law enforcement is supposed to be enforcing state laws. And if certain businesses are protected under state law, uh, state law enforcement officers are not supposed to be going after those businesses. But what's going on here is the feds have a, a forfeiture program called the Federal Equitable Sharing Program. And this program uh, essentially allows state and local law enforcement to bypass state laws for forfeiture by sending the money that they seize to the feds. And when they do that, um, they are no longer subject to state protections against forfeiture or state um, laws that say where forfeiture proceeds have to go. And the money is, is uh, processed under federal law. It's typically forfeited under federal law. And then the equitable sharing part is that typically uh, state and local agencies get back up to 80% of the proceeds, while uh, the feds keep uh, usually about 20% of the proceeds. And so using this federal equitable sharing, sharing program, the San Bernardino County Sheriff is able to profit from seizures like the, the seizures that he's doing against uh, my clients, uh, Imperial Logistics. So under state law, what the police are doing here is blatantly illegal. Under federal law, if they were operating in a different state, it might be hunky-dory as far as state and federal laws are concerned. Do you know or does anyone know uh, the extent to which the officers who work for the San Bernardino Sheriff's Office are, in fact, deputized federal agents? Well, a number of them are, and this is quite common across the country because uh, typically, the feds work with uh, state and local law enforcement agencies in joint task forces. And so in San Bernardino County, there is a joint task force called ERNET, the Inland Regional Narcotics Enforcement Team, I believe is what that stands for. And it involves both FBI and DEA and the San Bernardino County Sheriff and a number of other local law enforcement agencies. And so... Um, in these seizures, uh, allegedly, there have been deputies that are task force officers that are part of ERNET. And uh, because they are um, cross-sworn as both San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputies and federal task force officers, they uh, claim the authority to do these seizures in the name of the task force and then hand the money over to the FBI for forfeiture. What do you hope to come out of this? I mean, th this is sort of stunning, but I mean, you've done this a long time, and uh, I have followed this issue for a long time, so it's not entirely surprising to us. Uh, but what's the best case scenario for your clients and for this as a policy? Well, uh, we'd certainly like to get a um, TRO and a preliminary injunction stopping any future uh, stops, searches, seizures of my clients' uh, armored vehicles and the, and the contents of those vehicles so that they can continue operating in Southern California. They've had to suspend their business operations in San Bernardino County and, um, and also suspend their business operations in Kansas. 
So they'd like to be able to return to doing business um, as they were before. And ultimately, we'd like to establish some precedent that um, these agencies can't conduct these suspicion suspicionless stops, searches, and seizures on the sides of the highway simply because someone is transporting uh, cannabis proceeds. I think there's a number of other uh, potential uh, outcomes from the case in terms of the precedent that could be established. Um, obviously, this case um, showcases the problems with the equitable sharing system, and I'm hopeful that Congress will take note of that and uh, or the Biden administration will take note of that and suspend or, or end altogether uh, the federal equitable sharing program because it creates these crazy situations where state law enforcement officers are completely ignoring state law, circumventing state forfeiture law because they get to profit from the proceeds that they seize, even if those proceeds are from businesses that are completely legal under state law. I know that uh, your colleague Patrick Giacomo has done a lot of work related to the uh, deputized uh, local state and local officials who are deputized as federal agents. Um, are Is it possible that there would be criminal charges for the police here who are uh, stealing this money? Uh, I'd be premature for me to speculate on that. We obviously aren't involved in uh, bringing criminal charges, and I suspect that the San Bernardino County DA's office, which has been um, working with the San Bernardino County Sheriff on these seizures and forfeitures, is very unlikely to, you know, turn its sights on on itself or uh, on San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputies. But what's going on certainly doesn't look like something that's legal under state law. So armored vehicles, you know, you see an armored vehicle driving down the road, and there's a good chance that it's full of money. And why seize the money? and not the products that these people are selling. Well, that's an excellent point. If the San Bernardino County Sheriff or the federal agencies involved were actually concerned that these uh, state-licensed, state-legal cannabis operations were somehow violating the law, what they would do is they would investigate those operations, they would get a warrant, and they would go do a raid and arrest whomever they think is uh, violating the law. They would you know, possibly shut down the businesses. Um, and that's how you would you would combat actual illegal activity if that was your goal. But the problem with that is, well, first of all, I don't I don't think they genuinely believe there's anything um, illegal going on with the underlying businesses. This is simply an attempt to exploit the differences between state and federal law for their financial advantage. And so, rather than going to all the effort to try to uh, initiate a criminal investigation and and meet the criminal burden of proof in a in a prosecution. It's much easier to just sit on the side of the highway, wait for uh, an armored car to come by, pull it over, seize the contents of that vehicle, and at the end of the day, it's much more profitable for your agency because you get to keep those proceeds. Eighty percent of those proceeds come back to your agency if you're the San Bernardino County Sheriff, and so. That's what's driving all of this. There's no legitimate government interest uh, from the from the standpoint of the the state of California to enforcing against state legal, state licensed cannabis operations. But if you're the San Bernardino County Sheriff and you'd like to supplement your budget with some extra forfeiture dollars, that is plenty of of reason. There's millions of reasons, each one of them a green piece of paper that you might want to pull over these. Um, these armored cars and and seize their contents. 
Dan Alban is an attorney at the Institute for Justice. Subscribe to and give a rating to the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.